Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of your favourite podcast, Here Make This. If you sit around on the piss shit-talking stupid ideas with your mates, then this is the podcast for you. Each week we discuss, debate, and critique unique ideas for products, services, movies, and TV shows, from the downright absurd to the mildly plausible. Each episode we sketch our ideas and discuss their merits whilst attempting to justify why someone else should create them. My name is Matthew Larko Larkin, and with me as always is Andrew Jackers Jackman. If you want to join in on the fun, you'll find all the sketches for the episode and others on social media at Here Make This. Welcome to you, Jackers. Hello, Matthew Larkin. How are you today? I'm well. How's your week been? Um, It's been okay. It's uh, busy, um, but this is well and truly the highlight always to see your lovely face across the desk in the studio and looking forward to a little bit of a giggle and some no doubt champagne ideas coming down the pike. How about you, mate? How's your week been? Oh, good. This isn't really the highlight for me, though. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it is. Yeah, not right. No, I'm joking. Of course it's the highlight. It is. Yeah, it's so good. So good to be doing it in person again, Jackers. It is. It's fantastic in the studio here. Yes. At this HQ. What is in the sketchbook this week, Larko? I'm going to – are you sitting down? I am. Are you holding on to something? I'm holding on to the desk. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm ready to have your mind blown. Yep. I'm going to talk about an sport. idea. Is it sport? It's sport. It's, it's sport. sport. <laughs> <laughs> I have an idea for some sports action jackers. Wow, my mind is blown. I am so far out of my comfort zone. I'm going to somehow make it somehow identifiable to Larkin and where I can participate because I'm sick of not being able to participate. And this is going to bring me into the fold, Jack, because you're going to love it. Ah, very good. I like it. What about you, my friendly? Uh, we're going to the we're going to food. Oh, I love it. We're not we're not talking about food per se. We're talking about the way that food is uh, packaged and distributed. Okay, I have some a uh, couple of annoyances. Yep. Would that surprise you? <laughs> no, not at all. A couple of things that piss me off. Yep. Is there a <laughs> yep. rant coming? Maybe a little bit of a rant. <laughs> Maybe Love a Jackers little bit. Rant. Yeah, Love we, a Jackers rant. Before we jump into the rant, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. We're at episode 59. Woohoo. If um, you'd like to get to know your hosts a little bit better, though, if um, Larko and I were in a 1980s sitcom, <laughs> if we were an actor yep. in, a, in a sitcom. Yep. I'd be Al from Happy Days. Yeah. Who I don't know if you remember this. Yeah. He took over from the original owner of the diner in Happy Days. Correct. Arnold. That's right, Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> so the diner is called Arnold's, but later in the episodes, um, in the late 70s and early 80s, yeah. it became Al. That's right. Do you remember his catchphrase? Yep, 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 yep. Try yep. <laughs> the fish. Always keeping, you know, things together, um, offering advice to the young kids, serving up delicious meals, yep. um, things like that. Larko, you would be Al Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Uh, no pig. <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, that was one of my favourites. I'm not sure how it would fly these days. That show. I don't think it would get made. It would no. It, it's it probably hasn't aged very well, unfortunately, which is a shame because it was. I don't know. I haven't watched it for ages. Maybe it's uh, not as funny as it used to be, but it was bloody good back in the day. A bit edgy. Yeah. Right. Oh. Here comes the rant. Come <laughs> on, Jaggers. I'm feeling a bit ranty. Oh, I love it. Make myself, make myself comfortable. Make yeah. yourself comfortable. Settle in, buddy. I am slightly to more slightly annoyed <laughs> at some forms of food packaging. Yep. Some people have nailed it, mm-hmm. and they nailed it first go. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's an example? Um. Maybe they didn't nail it first go, but we're, we're holding some cans of beer here yes. in our hands. I reckon they've pretty much nailed the, the beer can, mm-hmm. right? There's not a lot of improvement that could be made to the beer can. No. They've nailed it. I suppose early days it was different, like you had the ring that came off. Well, even before then, like I don't know, it was probably before our time, you actually needed a can opener. Oh, that's right. Remember yeah. that? And it was like a hard it was like a can. Yeah. It was like a steel can. Yeah, yeah. And then they had the ring pull. Yes. Which you pulled the whole ring off. Off. Yeah. And now they've obviously got the one that the ring doesn't come off. It yep. stays on the can. They pretty much nailed it. Yep. Took them it. a little while. Yep. They, but they probably, got there. They probably took on some feedback. Mm-hmm. They realised there was maybe better ways of doing it. Yep. Obviously, the the wide lid, uh, the wide opening, yes, was a was part of the you know the evolution of the the can. That's it, like on the can of Solo, yeah, to say so you can slam it down fast, slam it down fast, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it took them a little while, but they they eventually perfected it. Yes, and it's probably at a state now. I can't see cans changing all that much. No, not at all. They've nailed it. I reckon there's some packaging though that. They have changed over time that's made it worse. Oh, okay. I'll give you a couple of examples here, Larko, right? Um, bags of chips. Oh, yeah. Right? Yep. They're all kind of that foil kind of style now. But back in the day, back in our day, yeah. you could open a bag of chips relatively easily. Yep. But nowadays, some of them are exceptionally hard to open. You've got to use the teeth or you've got to use scissors and things like that. Not only bags of chips, but other forms of bags. Right. Here, here's a ju- hashtag just fix that. Yes. For starters, if you're distributing your product in a soft plastic bag of any sort, mm-hmm. it needs to be of the type that you can grab from either side and pull and the top of it opens up. Yeah. If I have to use my teeth- or scissors, you've failed. Correct. And I don't understand why all packets of that sort can't be like that. Yeah. Why? Yeah, 100%. Because the phrase, open it like a bag of chips. Plus, I I think I ordered a bag of chips, not a bag of air with some chips in it. (laughs) Yeah. I think there's reasons for that. I understand why they do that. Yeah. That's probably another gripe, though, isn't it? You know. People often complain about the amount of air in bags of chips, but I get why they do it. It's for, yeah. Make more money. Well, maintain the, the quality of the product. Is it? Yeah, we have the air cushioning the, mm. the product. You're not getting less. It's measured by weight. 
Really? Like, didn't you know? What? Well, I just assumed that it- uh, What, the, the guy, the guy the, at the factory's filling it up by hand? No, I think, I don't know. I feel like they're sticking it to the men. I just think like I'm getting stuck here. Okay. Here's what I know you're going to agree with. Yep. Right? Chupper chups. <laughs> <laughs> to the chupper chump that invented the way that a chupper chup is wrapped. Yep. Mate, if you're still, I don't think he's alive anymore. I'm sure they've been around since the 50s. Yeah. I'm sure he's dead, well, well and truly gone. Of diabetes. But to you, mate, while you're lying in your grave, you're a chupper chump. Yep. How on earth can an adult open a chupper chup? Impossible. Let alone a child. Correct. You've got to pick at the stem. I know that you can kind of twist them, but sometimes if the they must use heat or something to seal yeah, it around yeah. the, the little stick. Yeah. It's like trying to find the end of a, a thing of sticky tape. It's ridiculous. Yeah, using your thumbnail going, ah, jiggers. Now, if an adult can't do it, I can't understand how a child would do it. And that's clearly who they're supposed to be. Correct. Although I did go to a party one time where Chupper Chups were involved and there was no kids to be seen, but that's a story well and truly for another time. So hashtag just fix that. Agree with Some you. kind of like- um, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, like a pull string. Oh, yeah. That you kind of pull. You know when you open like a packet of chewing gum and they have that little uh, pull yeah. string around them? Yep. Something like that. Yeah. Make it easier. Why do you make it so hard for us yes. to consume your product? I agree. Here's a bit of trivia for you. Okay. I did do a bit of stop and Googling. Oh. I actually researched why are Chupper Chups wrapped the way they are and how do you open yeah. a Chupper Chup. The Chupper Chup logo, this is going to blow your mind. Okay. The Chupper Chup logo was designed, the current one, in 1969. Dude. By none other than the iconic artist Salvador Dali. You're kidding me. Does that blow your mind? Yeah, really? Yep. Really? Crazy. What the? That's amazing. What do you reckon his brief was? <laughs> I want you to make this thing as hard as fucking possible to open up, Salvador. No, he designed the logo, not oh, the right. rapper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's the two main ones. And this is the problem I'm trying to fix. Okay. This is my two, if you had to rank my gripes of food <laughs> packaging, yep. these two head and shoulders above every other one that you can think of. Yep. Number one, cereal packets. Oh, yes. Right? They come in two varieties. Yep. There's the simple open bag that's just folded and tucked Within the box. Like your wheat bix. Like your wheat bix. Yeah. Exactly like that. So yeah. you open the top of the box and you unfold it and you can immediately access, mm -hmm. right? There's no opening of anything. Yeah. I'm kind of okay with that one. Mm -hmm. Not as fresh as what it could be if it was sealed, mm -hmm. but I'm okay with that one. It's the ones that are the military grade <laughs> plastic that's completely impenetrable. <laughs> to fingernails or pulling like a chip packet or any of that kind of thing. It requires a knife or some kind of scissor action. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. to open, right? Yeah. Which the problem with that then becomes, well, A, you could go and grab the scissors, mm-hmm. but then resealing it, yep. like you want your, your cereal to last. I know that cereal lasts quite a while in the cupboard, yeah. but you've got to work out some kind of way of resealing it, whether you're rolling the bag up back and tucking it inside yeah. the box or getting some of those kind of bag clips or something like that. Yeah. But the way the packet's designed necessitates some kind of uh, sealing action. Indeed. Required. We put our cereal into Tupperware containers. There's like a special tall, skinny yep. thing. So, yeah, when you open it, it's like, right, I've opened that up. Now I'm going to pour the bloody special K or the rice bubbles or whatever into there, and there's spillage every single time. Mm-hmm. I always do the bag too big, the hole too big or not big enough, and I'm like, come on, motherfucker, and it always spills, always. But not all of us can afford three grand worth of Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that stuff is expensive. Oh, yeah, it? you better believe it. It's ridiculous. It is. Can you order that stuff online yet, by the way? Um, or you, you, have, have, or you have to have a party. party. Do you have to have a party? Do you have to either go to a party or host a party in order to get Tupperware? Or have they finally gone, on gone into the 21st century and allow you to order it online? How does it That's work? That's a good question. I don't know. It's stuff that we've had for ages, and I think it was from a party, I think. Yeah. But I think, I don't know. It's a good question. Stop and Google. We've, Tupper- we've got Tupperware, but yeah, all of ours came from a party. And I'm not dissing Tupperware. I think it's great. Yes. Like, as far as your um, your uh, plastic containers are concerned, yeah. nothing beats Tupperware. But it's so expensive. It's very expensive. Yeah. But it will last forever. It's yes. good stuff. It's good stuff. I don't mind that. But yeah, that's one solution. Mm. Yep. That's, yeah, but not for the every man. No. <laughs> and that's who we're catering to on that's this show. Right. Exactly right. right. We don't want to divide the audience. And you could kind of forgive cereal packets a little bit because cereal doesn't go off that quick. Yep. Okay. Still annoying to open though. Mm-hmm. The second one. This is the top of the list. Here we go. Blocks of cheese. Oh, yes. (laughs) What what world are we living in where you have a a block of cheese which are 95% of the time coming in a plastic packet that you have to cut open Mm -hmm. and then you've got to squeeze the cheese out that's right. You kind of push it or you so pull it out or you squeeze it out. That's right. You cut your bit of cheese. And then what do you do? Actually, I'm interested. What do you do with your block oh, of cheese? Oh, geez, good question, Jack. As I reckon, um, sadly, there's bags of grated cheese. There's Parmesan cheese grated or, you know, in flakes or whatever they fucking call it. There's slices of cheese. Don't have a lot of blocks of cheese, but I reckon if we do that, I know exactly what you're saying, but often it'll be you wrap glad wrap around it or something like that to try and keep it uh, right. uh, sorted. Yeah. Yep. And it's not like you can leave a block of cheese exposed to the air. No. Because it starts to go a bit funny, doesn't it? Absolutely. It goes a bit harder and a bit darker. And Shit. So you've got to, you've got to make sure that your cheese is um, – Protected from the elements, yes. Don't you keep it fresh? Got to keep it fresh. You got to keep it wrapped. You got to keep it airtight. Indeed, similar to the way it was delivered to you, or the way that you bought it in an airtight plastic packet. Yeah. Yet the plastic packet it's sold in 
necessitates you to cut it open yeah. and expose it to the elements. And this is my issue, Larko. Yeah. Those blokes with the ponytails snorting coke in the boardroom marketing this stuff, yeah. it's deliberate. You reckon? I reckon the cereal is deliberate oh. and I reckon that the cheese is deliberate. Because it goes off. Because it goes off. And then what do you do? Go and buy some more. Go buy some more. Ah, oh, those motherfuckers. Those cheese-eating motherfuckers. <laughs> Bloody cheese-eaters. I'm sick of it. You've had enough. I've had enough. You've had a gutful. I I honestly think that they they do it to make more money because the man doesn't want you no. to have fresh cheese. The man yeah. doesn't want you to have adequately wrapped cheese so that it will last in the fridge. The man wants you to buy more cheese. Yeah. And I don't want to buy more cheese. No. I want to buy like the kilo block that'll last me two months. Yeah. And I want to have it adequately wrapped so that it will last the two months. And it's definitely better. Like if you have like a nice salad roll or something like that and you have a sliced, you know, a cheese that you've sliced as opposed to, you know, sliced cheese, it's definitely better. Absolutely. Tastes way better. Way better. So I'm actually presenting two solutions. Oh, Jack. This week, Larko. Fair dinkum. It's one sketch, but two solutions. I'm going to solve this problem of the cereal packet being annoying to open. Yep. And the cheese packet not maintaining the freshness of the cheese. Come on. And I'm leveraging an existing thing that's out there. Okay. In order to achieve this. Tupperware. Like it. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> Explosive. Expensive. Right. So, Larko, <clears throat> here. Make this. I've called it Ziploc Upgrades. Come on. And the first one I've got there is a hashtag, just fix that. Oh, yeah. Which is the cereal packet, right? Yep. Every cereal packet from now on should just be a Ziploc bag. Yep. Why is it not? It can't be that hard. Genius. So it will stay fresh in there, easy peasy. Open it up, pour it out. Close it up. Close it up. Like your sandwich bag type scenario. Correct. And then the same for your cheesy goodness. Well, here's the thing with the cheesy goodness, Larko. Oh. They can either, well, this particular upgrade is a cheese Ziploc bag. Mm-hmm. Now, it's up to the manufacturers here. Yep, get them on board. They could sell the Ziploc cheese bag that I've got here with the cheese. The cheese comes in the Ziploc bag. Yep. Or you could buy this particular product separate. So if the cheese manufacturers don't want to get on board and the ponytail guys want to try and sell us more cheese, you can give them a big you know, finger, yeah. give them the middle finger and say, how does it get fuck sound? Yep. I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy myself a cheese Ziploc bag. Nice. The beauty of my cheese Ziploc bag, though, Larko, yeah. here's the beauty of it is it has – do you remember the Reebok pumps? Yes. Right. <laughs> do you remember those shoes? I did. I had a With the little pumper thing on it? I did. Right? You put them on and you press the little pump and it, it would kind of tighten up yeah. the shoe. It had like an inflatable kind of <laughs> bladder in it. Yes. it was so, so I've incorporated the opposite of the Reebok pump, yep. right? And instead of pumping air into the bag, it pumps air out of the bag, all right? 
So you whack your block of cheese in this Ziploc bag. Yep. You zip it up. And it's still got the air in it, which is no good for cheese. That's we just right. discussed this. The cheese will go off if, yep. if it's exposed to air. Yep. So you use the little Reebok pump pump yep. to suck the remaining air out of the Ziploc bag and create a vacuum-packed bag around your cheese. Absolute genius. It's like, you use the word, Jackers, it's like those vacuum storage bags. It's exactly like that. That you put your shitty clothes that you never wear up in the attic. Correct. Um, but you don't need a vacuum. Don't need a vacuum. You've got, you got the little self-pump the, on the bag. Yeah, and the bag, if you wanted to buy them separate, it's reusable. Just wash it out, yep. put your next block of cheese in, zip it up, pump out the air, boom. Classic. Because no, I think the thing is that- yeah, you know, you've got your, your store-bought sort of supermarket variety of, you know, whether it's um, craft, bloody, I don't want to use too many brands here, but like a, your cheddar cheese block. Bega. Or Bega, for example. <laughs> um, but if you go to like a delicatessen or something like that and you're getting a slice, they, they literally will slice off those big fucking wheels of cheese. They usually wrap it in paper because mm-hmm. you're at the deli. Well, that thing's not going to last being wrapped in paper. Right. Eh? Take your And if you're spending bag. that much sort of money on gourmet cheese, uh-huh. you're buying that. Uh, you're, talking my, you're talking my language. Yep. And then they'll you wash it out and they'll reuse it a few times and then brrr. So it's not like they have to get a new one every single time because this might cost a little bit more yeah. to produce. But I like I say- it's like $5 ah. for a bag. If you're, and it's not like the cheap Ziploc bag. It's good quality plastic that yes. you can reuse. Absolutely. That's, I think the cheese, lock that in because people who like good cheese would definitely do that and it would not be an issue at all. The manufacturers of your breakfast cereal, um, this might be hard to get all across the line because it's all about the money, Jackers. Yeah. And like you say, they're doing it on purpose. Mm-hmm. If all of a sudden you're keeping the cereal fresher for longer, they're using less, mm. uh, they'll find a way to poo-poo that one potentially. Well, but it's still a fucking good idea. What we could do is just give them the middle finger and just use Ziploc bags. Yeah. So when you buy your cereal, like you do with your Tupperware container, yeah. just tip it out of the bag that you get it in. And put it into and one. Put it thing. in a big-ass Ziploc bag. Yeah, which you can then you can still store in the box. Yeah. Like the cereal box. Yeah. Because we will get rid of the cereal boxes. It'll go straight in the recycling. That's genius, Jackers. Yeah. You know what occurs to me, Jackers, that uh, – there's been a number of your ideas that revolve around cheese. You love your cheese, don't you, buddy? I do like my cheese. You love your cheese. Yeah. Cheese I'm not a soft good. cheese guy, though. No good? No. My favourite cheeses would be like a – have you ever had a Gruyere or a Comte or something like don't that? No. Um, sure. Kind of a hard, nutty kind of Ooh. cheese. Quite expensive, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. you have What's to organise cheese? some sort of uh, platter next time we come here. I'll tell you what. This is – there's a, a cheese that's – I think it's a cheddar. It's called Mersey Valley. Oh, yeah. And it's like you can get it everywhere. Yeah. And it is oh, – geez, that's good in terms of just your bog standard bloody yeah. business. Nice and crumbly. You can get it uh, everywhere. It's, it's really good. I would use both of those things, um, especially the cheese one. That's fantastic. Jack, as I, I always give you explosive, but you've done it again. I'm going to give you explosive again. <laughs> Just because my ideas are so good, mate. Yeah, they are good, and then you back it up with a bloody good drawing. You know what? That would have been 
Oh, there's a mozzie in the studio. That would have been borderline explosive, but the Reebok pump <laughs> being on the side has just taken it to another level without question. Locked I actually thought in. that if that thing – actually, one of the things that I do is I use a lot of Ziploc bags yeah, and I like to keep them airtight. So if I buy um, – what's something that I would buy? Um, I, I often buy the pre-cooked um, chicken breast from the, the deli that comes in a vacuum-packed kind of yep. pack. I actually ate some for dinner tonight. You saw, oh, me, you you saw me eat it before yes, the it show. it was delicious. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I like just Pandurri. having that. You, <laughs> you can kind of slice it up, but you can add it to other meals and put yeah. it on sandwiches and stuff like that. But once you cut the packet open, you know, it's, it kind of starts going off. So what I do is put it in a, a Ziploc bag and then here's a hot tip for you, Larko. You dip the bag in a pot of water. Oh, and the water forces the air out of the bag. Before so, you seal it. Correct. So you kind of partially seal it. You, you leave like maybe a couple of centimetres open yeah. on the end. You dunk it in the water. It forces all of the air out, and then you close that last little bit. Cold and- water, I'm assuming. Oh, You're not doing some sort of yeah, just cold water bath buddy, where you're doing a sous vide chicken no. or something. <laughs> and then you end up with a kind of vacuum-sealed bag. Well, I'll be butted on both sides. <laughs> that is unreal, mate. Thank you. Jeez, once again, Jack is in the pantry getting frustrated. <laughs> Light bulb. Boom. Boom. Right, I'm drawing. Into paper. <laughs> That's it. Love it, mate. That's how it Love works. It. Next time I come here, there better be a cheese platter, by the way. Actually, you might, I'm a little bit hungry now. Are you hungry? <laughs> Always. I can go and get some cheese. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thank you. <laughs> Is there cheese involved in your idea this week, Larko? Um, could we weave it in somehow? It could be, could I we? suppose. Uh, why not? I don't see why not. It could be an official sponsor because we're talking sport, Jackers. Yeah. It's about time. I'm intrigued. I just I can't imagine what, what this could be. Because you're not. Let, let's just recap here before yes. you jump in. You're not a huge sport guy. No, you don't play sport. Nope. You don't watch sport. Not really. And I think you've stated before the only times you would watch sport is where there's beer involved. Correct. Right. One hundred percent. And I'm a bit frustrated by it, Jack. As a truth be told. Oh, is this the problem that you're trying to solve? Oh well, yeah. I mean, you know, I work with sporty guys. Um. I was um, – I'll tell this. This has just, just occurred to me. Um, I had a, a weekend a couple of weeks ago where I caught up with some mates and we went to a pub um, down the Mornington Peninsula up at uh, – what's it called? Uh, Red Hill type up, up around there, Arthur's Seat around there. It's called the Pig and Whistle Jack. It's a beautiful pub up in the hill. And we walk in and who's in the beer garden, I hear you ask? It's only bloody Ricky Ponting. Really? Yes. Wow. So I um, – and a friend of mine that's there, you've met him before, my mate Chris, um, when he was younger, people used to say that he looked a bit like Ricky Ponting. 
So we sort of we'd had a couple, and one by one we sort of went over and, and actually introduced ourselves to Ricky and, and said, and "Chris has gone." You know, people used to say that I looked like you back in the day, and uh, he was the nicest guy. And he, he they took photos and they were posing together and all that sort of stuff. And I was cracking gags, going, "Now, Ricky, if you don't look after yourself, mate, this is." This is a harsh vision of your future you might be looking at right here. <laughs> Did he try and sell you some Swiss vitamins? <laughs> no, he didn't. But I'll tell you what, those things are working beautifully. Well, that's, that is – as far as celebratory run-ins is concerned, as far as Australian celebrities is concerned, that's up there. That's up there with my Tony Barber running. <laughs> I think it was Glen Ridge. Glenn, no, I've, I've <laughs> oh, met both. Tony Barber and Glen Ridge. Ah, that's great. Well, I had no idea. Um, you had no idea it was Ricky Ponting. No, no, I knew it was Ricky Ponting. I know who Ricky Ponting Hang is. On. So, if when you got there, did someone have to point out to you, "Hey, Lucko, that's that's Ricky Ponting"? Well, or yeah, would you have looked at him and gone? I know that guy, it's Ricky. Yeah, I would have known it was him because, you know, obviously he was a very, very prominent cricketer and I knew that and all that sort of stuff, plus all the adverts and stuff that you talk about, lots of media, et cetera. But um, somebody said, oh, bloody hell, uh, Ricky Ponting's here. And as I say, he was the nicest bloke. On Monday when I'm talking about it at work, I've got a couple of guys that I work with who are big cricket guys that play cricket, love cricket, and they were gobsmacked and they're younger, they're a bit younger than us, and they were saying, Larko, that is like – that's a big deal. Yeah. He's right up there. Yeah, absolutely. And like you're talking about Bradman and stuff like that in the same sentence. And I'm like, what? Really? Is he is he that thing? And he was like, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, the most, your favorite, most influential rock star type thing that you've ever seen. It's yeah. like John Lennon strolled into the pig and whistle. It apparently. is. That's the equivalent for some people. That, yeah. That's a good way to kind of tell the kids. I met Ricky Ponting. Yeah. It's a big one. And he was a bloody lovely bloke. Um, his wife was a bit of a right too, just quietly. Mm. But, um, yeah, so it was really interesting. I was like, oh, gee, I had no idea. But, I mean, it, like I would have thought that Shane Warne was um, like more famous, but he's probably more famous for other stuff yeah. type thing. But, yeah, it was like just got me thinking about it and I was like, oh, jeez. And, I, you know, I, part of my day job I often have to be trying to make small talk about sport because we're all so sport obsessed in this country, Jackers, that sometimes I feel a little bit out of the loop. Do you? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. This <laughs> all goes over my head. <laughs> so when when there's people at work standing around the water cooler talking about the footy that happened on the weekend, yep. do you have some kind of really generic kind of statements that you would make to, to make it sound like you know what you're talking about? Oh, yeah, it was a good game. They're going to have a good year. Uh, <laughs> I normally just say, fucking Harvey Norman, no interest. Um, but, but I don't know, it just got me thinking. You know what, Jack, is, it stems back. Like I, I did do a little bit of sport when I was at school. I mean, I even I, I dabbled at cricket, not very good. I dabbled at soccer, not very good. I dabbled a couple of times. You did a lot of dabbling. I did I did dabble? I had a I had a go, but I was never it was never my thing. Um, and I'll extend because this enters into my idea territory. I'll extend it even further for you, Jackers. I've never been, and I know that you have, but I've never been a massive. Computer game guy, like a gamer, as they call them. Yep. Like, yes, when I was a kid, we um, – it took us a long time to get the 
um, the game consoles that all of my friends had. I don't want to make this sound like a sob story or anything like that, but it was just a case of everybody had the Ataris and I didn't for years. I'd go around to friends' places and play it and all that sort of stuff, and it was great fun. By the time I got um, the first gaming console type thing, which I think was an Atari, but it was like a later version of, yep. um, look, the horse had bolted and people were moving on to other things. Yep. Um, and I remember sitting there with a joystick one time because the joystick was pretty new. Remember before joysticks, you know, it would be just things on keyboards or just a couple of buttons and things like that. Yep. And I remember just looking, playing with my joystick and not knowing what to do with it, Jackus, which is never usually a problem. <laughs> like it was like, oh, left and right. I didn't realise. I was like going up and down. Didn't realise it went left and right, Jackus. And it was some game. It was like a really – it's probably a bit of an iconic game, but I can't remember the name. But it was like a very early sort of Duke Nukem-y type thing. Pitfall or something. Something like that. Was you're a little guy and you've got to work your way across and yeah. stuff. So I was a bit out of the loop in that regard. And as we've got older, I haven't really got that much better at it. I'm good at shooting games, which is funny. Like I'll go to an arcade type thing. I'm pretty good at um, you doing the, the shooting games. Oh, yeah. But, um, like, yeah, you, you try, because obviously I, you know, sing and play guitar, try doing Sing Star, no good. Try doing fucking, what's it called? The Guitar Guitar, guitar hero. hero, no good. No good. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I stink up the joint. So I'm no good, Jack. It's getting really, 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 really depressing. But there is one computer game that I am, I think, very good at. Good to very good at it, Jackers. Competitor, competition level good, I think. Wow. And I play it by myself quite a lot, uh, often on the toot, and it passes the time. It's the only game I've got on my phone, and that's what I do. It, it's like it used to be Snake back in the day. Remember Snake, yeah, Jackers? We talked about yeah, Snake. Yeah. But this one is the only game I have on my phone. I don't bother with anything else and haven't done for some years. I'm talking about Solitaire. Oh, okay. Yeah, right? yeah. So the card version or, of course, your phone computer type version, yep. I've got pretty bloody good at that. And I'll sit down and I'll be like working it all out and business like that and, and I've got pretty good. And I feel like I could probably be quite competitive in this regard. How much of that game is l luck? Hundred percent. It's all the way the, the way the cards are dealt. But also, could a monkey play it? <laughs> I don't I mean to have diss to be, on you. Well, yeah. but there's some games <laughs> no that you can participate in. I'll give you a classic. This is the classic game, and I defy you to come up with. A game that's more simple, that requires less skill than this, yep. that is competitive. Oh, okay. Right? Bingo. Oh, yeah. Doesn't require any skill whatsoever. No. Everything is out of your hands. Yes. All you have to do is mark numbers on a card. Yeah. Right? Is solitaire a bit like that? Well, I think so, but it, there's, there is skill involved. There is tactics involved. In, I don't play it enough to know. Well, sometimes you've got two different choices. Yeah. And if you do one option, like say you go, okay, well, there's a nine there and I can move it to either that red 10 or that red 10. Right. 
or something like that, and you'll go, if I do that one, I'll be able to access more cards that are underneath uh, it. okay. Yep. But if I do that one, I'm going to have a free space for when that king pops up, Jackers. Gotcha. Yep. So there is a little bit of strategy in that regard. Yeah. And if you do the wrong thing, then obviously you're cooked and you're yep. out of there. Um, but you're you're cooked because of the way the cards are drawn, though. Correct. The next set of cards could either help you or, or hinder That's you. That's right. It's just the way that it's been shuffled or anything like that. Jackers on- you would have probably watched uh, on the Netflix The Queen's Gambit. I did. All about chess. Yeah. And that great. was such a great show. And he's like, it's about fucking chess. And you go, I can't believe that this was so riveting when it was about bloody chess. Yeah. Well, I feel that this is going to be a similar thing. Now, full disclosure, I did do a stop at Google. Uh-huh. Competitive solitaire does exist, but I want to take it to the fucking next level. Well, hang on. You stopped and Googled. Yes. How does it exist? Because the name of the game itself indicates that it's played by one. Correctamundo, as in solitary. Yeah. Well, stick with me, Jackers, because I'm about to present my idea. No drum roll required this week, Jackers. I've come along with my very own theme song. Ladies and gentlemen, here, make this, Jackers, competitive solitaire. You've really pumped it up. I have. With Motorhead. You wait for the call. I think you spelled solitaire wrong. No, I Googled it. Did you? It's spelled right. It had an E on the end of it. Jeez, you might be right. <laughs> Hang on, anyway, go. I get I get the gist, yeah. Right, oh, no, shut up, let me. So that's it, Jackers. Now I wanted I want this to go big. Global. I, global, Jackers. I want there to be rooms of people, not maybe even stadiums of people, and there'll be an overhead camera that are watching you do it. And the idea with competitive solitaire is that you are playing somebody else at the same time and whoever can get out first. Oh, it's a speed solitaire. Correct. So the cards are dealt. It's like, you know, you have a dealer who deals you out the cards and then you've got, it's like chess, like go. You've got, and if you're out, you're out type thing. So what happens if you don't get out though? If you, if you, if you, you restart. Well, if you are still in it. Somebody else might come in, and you the winner stays on. So you just keep going, keep oh, going. Oh, okay. So you play against someone else. If you don't crack it, if you don't get the solitaire, yep. you're out, Yep. and someone else steps in. So it's a bit like the Queen's Gambit. Uh, so you stay on, and you keep going. You're winning points along the way, and then eventually you'll become the solitaire champion. And you reckon this is something that you could compete in? Yes. You're that good at it. No, but I, I could at least compete in some way, Jackers, on an amateur level and talk about it on a Monday morning with the guys. Did you watch that game on the weekend? The, uh, You know, it, we just got to think of ways that we can make this fucking thing uh, available to be able to do it in teams. Maybe you do it in like a relay type thing so oh, people yeah. get subbed in and you could have a team. You could wear special uniforms like bowling teams with 
uh, your team name on the back, Jackers. Um, <laughs> and the diamonds, get it, solitaire. And yeah, then yeah. you go bang, 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 you're having a go. Take this thing international. We're playing the Russians next week. I'm going to get those commies. Let's go. Bang, playing, taking them on, Jackers. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Is it, I- a, is it a sport? It's a sport, Jack. <laughs> oh, well, so, is, 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 is chess a sport? Let me get. Well, that's a good question. Thank you. What's your definition of sport? Well, I feel like it's something that is, um, it's a competitive activity. It doesn't have to involve some kind of, uh, actually. Yeah. It doesn't have to involve some kind of physical activity. Car racing, Jackers. Yeah, very physical. Exceptionally physical. But you're in a car. Car's doing most of it. Come on. You're on the back of a horse. What yeah, about a horse riding? You're pretty fit to drive a car. What man? about a horse riding? You're on the back of a fucking horse. Put it this way. I like this definition. I've heard this one before, right? <laughs> Don't argue It's with very you. simple. It's very simple de- yeah. definition of sport. If you have to change your shoes to compete, it's a sport. Oh, really? Yeah. I really like that one. That is good. It's simple. Well, what about karate? They don't wear fucking shoes at all. So you got to change them. You got to take your shoes off. Okay. Yeah. But uh, what if you were wearing thongs? Not really that much effort taking your thongs off. You got to change them. Okay. <laughs> I like it. That's actually a very good definition. I've what you could you. do is, um, yeah, but you know what? They, they, there's professional um, uh, video games players. Oh, e-sports, e-sports, yeah, Yeah, true. Yeah, they're just wearing their sneakers, aren't they? Correct. Yeah. What you could do as part of your rules for um, competitive solitaire is you've got to wear Crocs or something. Ah, there you go. go. Exactly. Now it's a sport. Make it part of the uniform, (laughs) for sure, with a big ace of spades on the toe. Yeah. And there you go, sponsor, Croc. Yeah. So I just like it, Jack, because as I say, I think if you do a heavy Google or a Bing uh, you will find that uh, they have competitions of solitaire. And I'm not sure how it works. I didn't go too far into it because it was like a little bit like your idea from a couple of weeks ago. It was like, fuck those guys. Yeah. I want to take this to a bigger level yeah. where it becomes a stadi- a spectator yeah. like in the Queen's camp. So people are watching you play it. A bit like eSports because eSports started off pretty small. Yep. And now it's massive. Yeah. Have you seen the size of some of these tournaments? Massive. It's nuts. The prize money is insane. Yep. These guys are professional gamers. Yeah. That's all they do for a living. There you go. That's where you want to take this. 100%. Mm. There'll be the nerdier guys at those uh, those competitions. They're not exactly like the stoners and the potheads and things like that uh, that are going along and playing bloody um, – you know, fucking Mortal Kombat or something like that and, and winning the blue ribbon, Jaggers. But it's that kind of thing. Okay. Yep. And and on an amateur level, I think I could get involved and suddenly I could have a team and I could be going, oh, what are you doing Tuesday night, Lucko? Oh, yeah, it's uh, solitaire night tonight. Going to play solitaire with the boys, a couple of beers. It's going to be good. Is there um, – do you have to practice? Yeah, oh, for you sure. Just, just rock up. Every time you're doing a poo. Just on the toilet, on the app. That's practice time, is it? Practice time. Yep. What's the prize money? Oh, it'll be ex- it'll be uh, quite attractive, <laughs> uh, for sure. Just depends on the sponsors that we can get on on board. Jackers, Crocs. Yeah, bit of a hurdle there, but yeah, okay. A little bit of a yeah. hurdle. You're aiming high. It'll be one of those things. It'll be a bit of a grower, and as soon as you get the sponsors involved and yep. things like that. Yeah. And then, you know, Jackers, what we've got to do 
is you and I went to the cricket years ago. We went to one of those, what are they fucking called, the Big Bash? Mm-hmm. They have made that, they've, tr- they've thrown everything at that to make it exciting. Because let's be honest, cricket is fucking boring well, as a spectator. Well, for you it is. I think for a lot of people it is. There's not a lot going on. Yes. But I hear what you're saying. There's lots of music and there's the flames and yeah. there's the, you know. They've got the We Will Rock You and stuff like that as yeah. the bowlers coming yeah, yeah. in and they've got yep. pyrotechnics and all sorts of stuff to make it. Um, so you're thinking enjoyable. smoke machines, yep. light exhibitions, lasers. Freaking ma- lasers. 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 Yeah. Flames. Music. Absolutely. Confetti cannons. Confetti cannons. We're talking uh, theme music for when they walk out, like the wrestling. Yep. So they're walking out and you pick a theme song to come out. You got to know when to hold him. Stuff like that. Yeah. He's a joker. He's a smoker. Now, are the competitive players like the wrestling where they take on a a persona, like a character? They absolutely could. Really? And they try and psych out out their competitors Ah. too. So give them the stink eye across the thing. What would your persona be? Well, I think that uh, I would be the the distractor. (laughs) Is that your name? I'd be the distractor, Jackers. And I would be deliberately using some of my well-timed comedy zingers to uh, distract the other player. So uh, Off their game. Yeah, that's right. So a guy walks into a bar and the other guy's like, shut up, shut up, you're distracting me. And uh, what smells worse than an anchovy? And now all these sort of zingers that I'm throwing across the table, right? Who me? Who me? All those, all those classics, right? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I distract them. With the uh, with the zingers, I think you would excel. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And then just when they're not looking, I'll be just like, oh, and I might even just like noises like that. Ooh, I shouldn't have played okay. that nine. Wouldn't have done that myself. Uh, okay, interesting. Uh, yeah, just the little cheeky, the, the, the distractor jackers, the distractor, and just occasionally just go. Oh, what was that? Just hit the desk. <laughs> for what would your theme song be? <laughs> it, <laughs> It would be the Joker. The Joker. Yeah, the Steve Miller band. Okay. I'm a midnight talker. Uh, what do you think, Jackers? Get me something here. I've just, I'm finally talking sport. It is a sport. Changing shoes. <laughs> do you know what? I think, I reckon the, the idea is okay, Larko, but I am going to give you an explosion. Because you are so far out of your comfort zone right now, right? (laughs) I am. And you've held it together for a good 15 minutes. Thank you. And I'm proud of you. Thank you, mate. I think you've done very well. Do we have a cuddle? (laughs) Maybe after the the episode. But I reckon you've nailed it. You've done really well. Thank you, buddy. So I'm giving you explosions. You go on. Yes. Go on explosions. Yes. We are the champions. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And as I say, look, everybody poo-poos it and says, oh, well, there's technically are competitions with Solitaire. Well, shut up because I don't see me listening to SEN or tuning in on uh, the Foxtel or whatever, the KO, and seeing televised competitive Solitaire. That's where this shit's going to be. Yeah. That you and I can go to a pub on a Saturday night and go, hey, they've got uh, Solitaire happening tonight. We go, you beauty. And you could sit there in a pub, like the darts. Yeah. Where you can watch a dart competition. You could sit there and they'll have cameras mounted above the players so you can see what they're doing. 
But the, obviously, the uh, the other player can't see. Well, I reckon can. They can see. this would be on ESPN eight. Boom! You remember in that uh, film Dodgeball, ESPN yes. eight, yes, the Ocho, it was called, <laughs> where all the, the obscure sports were. I knew you'd like it, Jackers. Yeah, this is exactly you where like the obscure sports, and yeah. I'm on board. And uh, you know, that's it. Well done. I like it. Thank you, mate. Thank you, mate. Way outside your wheelhouse. Absolutely. I don't know how I'm going to get back, but uh... <laughs> see you next week. See you, buddy. See you, buddy. You've been listening to Here Make This. Don't forget you can find all our sketches and follow us on social media at Here Make This on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Also check our website to subscribe to the podcast, join the ideas crew and see all the latest episodes and sketches at hearmakethis.com. We always appreciate listener comments, sketches and ideas that you guys have, so don't forget to hashtag Here Make This to keep us in the loop. Thank you, dear listeners, as always, for tuning in. I'm Matt Larkin. And I'm Andrew Jackman. And until the next episode, see you later. You've been listening to Here Make This. All ideas presented here are copyright Here Make This.